Welcome to the Ordinary Day Podcast. My name is Diane. And my name is Pete. Welcome, Hello. Pete. On this very, very snowy day. Yeah, we've been looking out the window for like the last six hours and it's just been nonstop snow. Nonstop. Mm-hmm. This is crazy. Uh, yes, I was playing hockey this morning and we play on an outdoor rink Sunday mornings, which is fantastic. Um, but when it's snowing like this, like heavy snowfall, it just accumulates so fast on the ice mm-hmm. that we almost, basically what we do is we use the nets to kind of scrape away a layer of snow so we can have the ice again. Because when you have the puck drifting into snow piles, it's really hard to see it. <laughs> yeah, and you said you lost one of them, right? <laughs> yeah, one is currently still buried. Maybe the Zamboni found it. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's something very mesmerizing about the snow. It's almost like looking at a, at a fire. It's just, mm-hmm. just looking at fall and fall and fall. And then I'm yeah. so glad that we don't have a car. Yes, or a large driveway to shovel. Yeah. Or a sidewalk. Yeah. Shovel sidewalks sometimes. Yeah, being a few floors up in an apartment seems good right now as everything is getting drowned in snow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what do we what we what do we usually do? We, we recap the week, right? Recap the week. Yeah. So, what's new with you? Um, I'm working on I'm taking a teaching course right now and I have to lead a workshop this Thursday. And my workshop is on getting how TAs can help to motivate or encourage their students to get more engaged in labs. So when I was explaining it to my dad today, he was kind of like, good luck with that. Okay. (laughs) You're going to try and encourage students or their TAs to help encourage students to be more engaged in labs? Really? Okay. Sure. Do it. Well, here's my question to you. Mm-hmm. These students, these are like tuition-paying students yes. going to the school. Yep. And it's your job to make sure they're engaged well, in their own education? Um, basically, so I'm training the TAs, not the dealing with the students per se. But I think it's important for the students to be more engaged in their labs. I am, I've had a big teaching focus in my PhD to try and work on that side of my resume. And so I'm taking this workshop to help other TAs develop the skills to engage the students and just make them feel like the labs are important, or at least should be important. Mm -hmm. So we'll see how well this goes. I had to pick a workshop to run and develop that was specific to my discipline of kinesiology. And I kind of was coming up against roadblocks as to what exactly I would talk about that was specific to kin. Hmm. Is it nice to so. be going back into kin? Like, I feel like you kind of have taken not so much a break, but I mean, like, uh, you haven't really been directly involved in, I guess, kin with humans, let's say. Um, correct. And I'm still not involved with kin with humans because I'm doing nothing about designing the labs. I'm telling people, teaching people how to motivate their students. Right. Because we have, as TAs, you're just basically assigned a course. You don't really have any control over designing Hmm. what the students learn. So that was another one of the interesting challenges to developing this workshop is we don't have a lot of power as TAs. So what can I do that would be useful to them? 
It's weird. It feels like such a cop out. What feels <laughs> like a cop the, out uh, for the profs? Are the profs asking you to do this? No, I'm doing this on my own accord. Okay, this is me taking my teaching course, and yeah. in order for me to pass my teaching course, you have to show. I have to develop a workshop. Okay, so this well, is the workshop good. I decided to develop. Cool. Um, so Thursday. Thursday, which also happens to be our fourth anniversary. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I didn't, years. I didn't realize when I booked it, I kind of just picked a day that fit with the everybody that I had to be involved with it. Yeah. And that's what happened. Yeah, we're doing kind of a weird anniversary this year. Usually we do an anniversary week. Yes. Where we celebrate for the entire week um, with multiple things. Um, maybe look at our web, uh, webbing, our wedding <laughs> album full of webs. We did that today. Yes, we did. Uh, usually a dinner with friends occurs and then a dinner out ourselves. Um, what else What else do we normally do every week? Um, every read our week? guest books so we can read all the awesome messages that people yeah. left us. Um, I usually go and buy Purdy's chocolate because that was the chocolate we had as our wedding favor. So oh, we usually yeah. go pick up a couple of those because they're delicious. I usually buy you a present as well. So, yeah, but this year, <laughs> this year, this year, we're going to be a little late, right? Like, we're going out with your friends on our actual anniversary, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going out with my parents. On we're Valentine's Day. <laughs> in. Yeah, so that's going to be romantic. Um, and uh, we're going to go to Niagara Falls, like, two weekends after our anniversary, basically, right? I guess so, yeah, because our anniversary is on a Thursday, and we're not going that following weekend. We're going no. the weekend after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm not even thinking about it coming up, because I'm thinking about that that trip still as our anniversary trip, and that's quite a ways off still, like 20 days from now. It's true. Uh, other activities that we plan to partake in for our anniversary two weeks. We're stretching this out. Yeah, two weeks. Really are. Three weeks. Um, we want to go see the Lego Batman movie. Oh, that's right. Yes. that's something that we enjoy. First try. And we're going to the symphony on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Man, we have so much coming up. Yes, we have a lot of activities. So I think it's going to be a very full and fun schedule. That's excellent. Oh, man, it's going to be fun. And I'm working on booking a craft brewery tour while we're in Niagara. Yes. I think that would be something that we would, both of us, thoroughly enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's going to be interesting to see Niagara Falls in in February, what it brings. Um, I hope it's not going to be like a blizzard like right now. But it could be really pretty Um, as a blizzard. But it could could be very beautiful, yeah. For 20 minutes and then we'll we'll go back to the hotel. We'll dress well and appropriately to make sure we appreciate everything. Mm Mm-hmm. Might have to dig out a raincoat or something. Sometimes it can be a little uh, bit wet. Uh, yeah. So news with me this week, not really much. I'm just trying to hang in there. Mm-hmm. Is really what it's. That is the come theme of the to. week for you. Uh, it's been, uh, I guess, stressful. Maybe a little frustrating, but I mean, we talked a lot about this last week, so I won't go too much into it, but. Uh, just think, keeping on, keeping on, basically. I think it's just been very busy for you because you're oh, essentially yeah. down a person. Down a person, required mm-hmm. to do all the work, uh, managing a studio without being told that I'm a manager. It's like, yeah, it's, it's fun. <laughs> it's horrible. Whatever. Uh, yeah, just been, just been doing my daily deeds and then coming home and going into space and exploring, uh, Strange new life in Mass Effect. And that's that's about it. 
We did also take our niece to sushi oh, this yeah. past week. That I was, had forgotten that. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she appreciated that because it was a vacation from her two sisters. And uh, I don't know, she sort of gets a little glimpse into adult life, I think. It's kind of fun for her to just come out. So we took her out to our neighborhood, to our neighborhood um, sushi place. And she doesn't like um, sushi sushi. She just has cucumber sushi, but whatever. Like, it's still fun to take her out. Yep. And miso soup and mango ice cream. So we're getting the full experience. Mm-hmm. No, that was, that was lovely. That was, uh, that was much needed on. That was our ice storm day on Tuesday. And then we also had a blizzard on Friday, and mm-hmm. now we have another blizzard today on Sunday. So it's been one heck of a week of Yay. weather. February. Weather. Whoa. I just <laughs> totally punched everything. <laughs> Look out. Our control center almost went careening off the table. Okay. It seems to still be working. Excellent. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's launch our news stories, and I'm going to go first. Oh, right. Um, go for it. Just in case you've already picked it, so I wanted to do this. Okay. I know that we've um, been doing a lot of sort of following Trump. That's kind of been our okay. thing. I mean, uh-huh. it's a hot story, but this one was kind of neat. Okay. It's the only thing I found interesting, I guess, on uh, Globe and Mail that appealed to me. But there's this article that uh, pertains to two department stores. It's Sears okay. and Kmart. Cool. And apparently Trump-branded consumer products have suffered new blows with both retailers Sears and Kmart discontinuing online sales of 31 Trump home items. That's interesting to me. I've heard of this happening. Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, they're also finding that uh, sales of like Ivanka Trump's brand are falling really mm-hmm. low. So it's sort of a, uh, a mix between consumer interest and uh, I guess these guys don't want to support them anymore. It's kind of a weird situation. It's, yeah, it's kind of like a boycott. Yeah, but also they're saying like specifically with Ivanka's, it's like the consumers are not interested in these products anymore. So I kind of like this. It's like we're getting the political protests uh, from people, which we've been talking about in mm-hmm. previous weeks, but mm-hmm. now we're also getting like a consumer Now protest. we're hitting it where it hurts. Yeah. We're hitting the wallet. The wallet. We're kind of showing our people power. Our mm-hmm. common people power and what a mass amount of people can do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that. Keep that up, people. I agree. <laughs> I mean, uh, I remember someone was telling me, like, Trump didn't choose presidency for the money because, mm-hmm. like, the money he makes as a president is actually a huge cutback to the uh, amount he would make just doing his global businesses. Mm-hmm. It's really more of a prestige thing. So I agree with you. Uh, this is hitting him where it hurts. Um, but it seems to be hurting the uh, daughter a little more, and he's trying to support her now <laughs> on Twitter, making comments. Oh, good. He's gone back to Twitter. <laughs> yeah, just what we need is a president on Twitter. Yeah. Okay, Donald Trump used Twitter to defend his daughter in the wake of Nordstrom's decision to discontinue her product line. Mm-hmm. White House spokesman Sean Spicer. Oh, we were just watching a video on that guy. Yes. <laughs> Characterized the Nordstrom move as a direct attack on the president's policies. I was like, really? That's a direct attack on him? Okay. Maybe money will start speaking to him. It is. This is interesting. I feel like this is one of the first presidencies where uh, we're really going to get a consumer-focused sort of 
look into the presidency, right? Hmm. It's not yes. just uh, like a business perspective. It's not just, oh, uh, health programs and building fences. It's also like we're going to probably dive a lot into uh, the business side of the states. Mm-hmm. We'll see how that goes. Trade and everything else. That's true. He does want to make big changes to trade agreements. Mm-hmm. It's just what we need is our dollar to, to fall even lower. Or maybe it will rebound suddenly. We're getting a lot of asylum seekers from the United States. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Go economy. Mm-hmm. Buy stuff here. So shall I share? Yes, please. Um, really fun news is that um, Bill Nye the Science Guy is coming back to <laughs> the entertainment world. He never left. And No, I guess not. And he's got a series on Netflix coming out. Very cool. And it's called Bill Nye Saves the World. All right. Yes. And uh, the premise of this show is he's going to debunk science myths. And a lot of these myths might have to do with climate change or touchy subjects that have come up recently. Good. Um, So that's going to be really fun. And he has a whole bunch of celebrity guest stars, um, 75% of which I did not recognize. Um, But Joel McHale (laughs) is going to be one of them, which I think is very cool. So uh, what's the celebrities? role in the show they're just like a guest host or i that's kind of what it looks like um guest hosts or providing additional like information if they happen to be experts or have some knowledge about certain topics yeah those are the 75 percent of the names you don't recognize yes experts in their fields yes tim gunn's in it too and i think he's from project runway maybe Uh, i'm not sure yeah that name sounds familiar i only know him because um leslie nope quotes him in Parks and Recreation, <laughs> so <Nice. laughs> I don't actually know, uh, but he's in it, so I don't know what he's commenting on, but uh, yeah, it sounds like fun, and I grew up watching, you know, those little Bill Nye the Science Guy. Oh, yeah, he had a TV show. It was, TV fan- shows. It was fantastic. And I just um, remember little, yeah, little spurts of things where he'd show you yeah. scientific concepts. I loved it. Um, one of my favorite things about Bill Nye was actually the, his announcer guy who would always be like, sure, Bill, whatever you say, Bill. Oh, I Sounds forgot good, about Bill. him. <laughs> I was like, oh, I like that dude. He reminds me of what I would, what I would do in one of these shows because I'm not the science person. So maybe we could uh, emulate that sometime in our podcast where you can say some science and I'll be like, sure, Diane. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. No, Bill Nye. Bill Nye's classic. Uh, I remember him from way back in the day. He actually made me interested in science, and I, I think it's great that he's doing this. This is a Netflix original that I'm actually yes. interested in. Yes, and well, I think it'll be queue. fun. It comes out in late April, so it's a bit of a ways away, but the first trailer came out, and I posted it on my Facebook page, and a whole bunch of people liked it and thought it was really cool, so... This is definitely something that a bunch of people are going to enjoy. Yeah, so we'll follow that. Maybe that'll be a new mm-hmm. show for us to watch, finally. Mm-hmm. We'll have education and uh, mm-hmm. entertainment. All right, I got a fun story for you. This is going to okay. be a little racy. <laughs> Whoa, all right. Yeah, but I thought the, I thought it would be an interesting discussion point, and I really want to hear your thoughts on this. All right, how to begin. So this is an article from The Chive. And, okay. And uh, it has to do with Utah specifically. With what? Uh, Utah, the state. Utah. Uh, 
And it's worth, so they mentioned, it's worth noting that Utah currently has very strict sex ed curriculum that does not allow instructors to explain the intricacies of intercourse, sexual stimulation, or erotic behavior. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's all these limitations. Uh, Condoms can be talked about, but they can't be recommended for STI prevention Mm -hmm. or as a way to avoid pregnancy. So it's like a totally weird backwards uh, scenario going on in Utah. So what's interesting about this article is apparently there is a company that is trying to solve this problem. Okay. And they're uh, advocating learning more about sex ed. Okay. The fun twist is <laughs> it's, at a, it's on a porn site. Okay. So it's, it's some site. I've not heard of this one. X Hamster. <laughs> That's a weird name for a, a site. Uh, but it's a popular online repository of pornography. I love how they write this. <laughs> Um, repository it sounds and so. they claim that more traffic <laughs> comes to their site from utah than any other state so mm-hmm. uh so i guess they put two and two together and it's like well many people from utah are coming to our site i guess to learn about sex through mm, i guess a very dramatic way that's not necessarily accurate to real life mm-hmm. um and so now they have this little pop-up that comes up and it says utah people consume the most porn per capita of any state but have some of the lowest levels of sexual education we're here to change that and there's a little (laughs) box that says check out the box or i don't care so i guess if you click on the box it'll take you to learn more like about actual interesting so i thought that was really interesting because it's like the heroes are is from a porn site (laughs) they're the ones who are trying to teach you uh, about sex ed because uh the education will not do it and yes. someone has to do it, and that's how it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, does Utah also have one of the highest rates of teen pregnancies? Oh, probably, but it's not listed here. I don't mm. have that info. I just got mm. one more statement. This is the sure uh, from the actual website. So while we love porn, we don't think that it should be relied on for sex ed any more than Star Wars is a substitute for science class. <laughs> love it. So I thought that was really neat. That is really neat. Uh, it reminds me of a John Oliver episode where he uh, he didn't mention that site specifically, but he was going on about uh, sex education in the United States and how poor it was in some states. Yeah. And I don't know if I showed you, but he grabs a whole bunch of celebrities and makes a very informational video. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I saw that one. Oh, I should show you. It's pretty funny. It also shows, because I think in states like Utah, they can't show, demonstrate how to properly put on a condom. Yeah. So one health education teacher basically showed the kids how to do it, but by putting a sock on his foot. Right. So he'd be like, you got to like pinch the toe of the sock a little bit and leave some space. And then you got to just slide it on and then you got to roll it all the way up. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> before your and he had some weird euphemism for foot in before the foot goes in the shoe. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> oh my. Yeah. I just uh I don't know, I find it so fascinating. It's so backwards. Yes. Like what what is going on there? Like obviously there's <laughs> there's an interest if they found out the statistics of their visitors by region. It's got to be man that's just got to be a horrible way to <laughs> learn everything about sex. There's well, no condoms, I don't think. Like, 
what a world, what a world, oh, Utah. <laughs> well, that's <sighs> what their policymakers decided would be policy in a very conservative state. But what's the big deal? I don't get it. Like, Have you talked to a very conservative right-wing person recently? Yeah, but do, do they... <laughs> Do they not acknowledge that they exist because their parents had sexual intercourse? Like, are they also supporting, like, the idea of, like, birds dropping off? Like, storks? Like, it's a part of life. Like, how do you just... Yes, but it's mm. a part of life that's supposed to happen after you get married. Okay, so you can still teach it. Teach it to be, like, get married is step one. Step two, do this. Well... I guess they figure that that's what's covered in the marriage prep courses. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> or something. I don't remember that in our marriage course. Uh, no, definitely not. But or, maybe it's in Utah. Who knows? <laughs> or maybe X hamster is their only mm -hmm. source of information. So, and, pretty wild. Yeah, and if you're in a monogamous marriage, then you won't have to worry about sexually transmitted infections or diseases. Yeah, but you got to figure out where to put it <laughs> i'm sorry that's funny let's move on <laughs> let us move on so my next story is i thought it was interesting uh south korea mm -hmm. is hosting the winter olympics next next year 2018 oh my yeah we're already on to the next olympics uh so they uh, what it sounds like from the article is they are doing very well in terms of preparation. Okay. Uh, they're building things on time. Things are ready. Uh, everything is going as planned. Uh, so that side of things seems great. Uh, but what they're lacking in is interest from their general population oh. about hosting these Olympics. Okay. How'd because they win the bid then? I don't know. They win the bid for having a, a good site and a good preparation. And I don't know, but hmm. I don't think uh, some winter sports are popular in South Korea, but not all of them. That's <laughs> like true. Canada would have a lot of interest in winter sports. Yeah. For example, South Korea does not have a national hockey team. <laughs> right. For one of the biggest events <laughs> in the whole Winter Olympics. Well, they don't you're, have. you're biased. Yeah, I am. Um, they have a very good short track speed skating team. Okay. Uh, which is really fun to watch because anything can happen and people slide out and it's crazy. Uh, we have a really good short track speed skating team as well. Yeah. Um, Skis too. Yes. And I think they're working on their skiing program. Um, and for their hockey team, they don't want to get completely blown out. Mm -hmm. So what they've done is they've started to recruit players from Canada and the United States in what? order to fill out their roster. You can't do that, can you? Uh, you can. Um, <laughs> so... You can, but they just have to be citizens of South Korea. So if you start now and you give them South Korean passports, they can play for South Korea. Oh, my goodness. So what they're doing is they're recruiting players who are good. They're just not good enough for the NHL Team or Canada. Team Canada. Yeah. So they're still decent players. They just can't play for those teams. This is going to be pretty interesting then. So there this are players that I haven't necessarily heard of, yeah. but that doesn't mean that they're terrible. Um. So we'll see what happens. But I thought it was interesting that they're populating their team with yeah. um, foreigners, expats. Yeah, this whatever. is setting up kind of like one of those classic underdog story movies, like a Mighty mm -hmm. Ducks or something, mm -hmm. where it's like all of the rejects from other countries, but are still kind of good, are being given, yeah, mm -hmm. passports. 
to be South Korean. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. And well, it made me think about, we have a close family friend who's teaching in South Korea. Oh, yeah. And I kind of messaged him saying, hey, if all else fails, you could probably coach Team Canada. Mm. <laughs> or play for them. Um, you mean coach Team South Korea? Team South Korea. Yes, that's yeah. what I mean. Team South Korea. <laughs> um, so I just thought that was kind of Maybe a funny... You can play. An interesting development. And yeah, apparently a lot of South Korean citizens don't know that the Olympics are even happening next year in <laughs> South Korea. So they've got to really work on bolstering their appeal. And advertising. I guess, yeah. Goodness gracious. And they have a mascot and they'll parade the mascot around and people will be like, I don't know who that is. Jeez, I thought there was Olympics going on in Ottawa just because I saw an <laughs> Ottawa 2017 logo. <laughs> and they're doing a better job advertising something that doesn't exist. Yes. Anyways, we'll yeah. see how that happens. I think it will be good. They are slightly concerned about North Korea making a fuss and, I don't know, throwing a missile at them. I yeah. I think that'll happen. We just have to be cognizant well, that it, that could happen. It's true, and it does put uh, all of the world, not leaders, but world representatives very close ge- geographically if you wanted to do a quote-unquote terrorist activity that is uh that is a pretty easy way to strike yeah i don't have to go very far hmm, that's that is a worry i agree with that who doesn't have to go very oh to get north everyone korea. together yeah uh north korea yeah they want to make a statement that would be a very mm-hmm. easy time to do it yeah so security at all olympics will have to be uh pretty tight but certainly mm-hmm. there anyways it'll be fun to see it just seems like it wasn't that long ago that we had the Summer Olympics, and now we're talking about the next ones coming up. Yeah. They just seem to cycle so quickly. Yes. Time um, flies by. Mm-hmm. But that'll uh, be fun. Um, what was I going to say? I guess I lost it. <gasps> Train gone. Oh, yes. I was just going to say, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, I might actually follow hockey this time. This sounds interesting, the South Korean team. Uh, so lastly, I thought we'd talk about our TV adventures. TV time. TV time. Mm. So we've been mostly watching reruns, repeats of How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Because that has been fun. Comfort food is the word we use, comfort food. It's kind of fun, too, to sit and be watching an episode and kind of be thinking, I don't really remember what happens in this one. Something funny happens. Something's good. Midway through, like, tapping each other and being like, oh, oh, this is what happens. (laughs) He's going to wear a robot suit and get slapped across the stage. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so that has been fun. Um, and we've also revisited Schitt's Creek a little bit. Yeah. That's a fun name for a show because, I mean, we don't have an explicit podcast, but I don't think technically I should be bleeping that out because that's just the name. That's, that's just the title. That's their family name and it's spelt different than how it sounds, folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have a lot of fun with puns with that show. I just love the mayor's name. Yes. Roland. Roland shit. <laughs> clever. Very clever. Yes. So this is Eugene Levy, Catherine O'Hara, Daniel Levy. Yeah. And someone named Annie Murphy plays the daughter. Who is fantastic. She's she, great. <laughs> she needs more work. She's got great comedic chops. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, it refreshed my memory today because I was watching some blooper reels of them trying to film this with which if you have Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara in your cast there's probably endless comedic oh, situations yeah. well, you going gotta down. Think, you gotta think they got 
uh, tons and tons of experience just bouncing off of each other. Um, oh, excuse me. I remember, um, I remember watching them probably 35 years ago on SCTV mm-hmm. back in the day. Second City had a television show. Um, and they were rocking some really great comedians at the time. So beyond just the theater, they had a TV show, and that raised a whole bunch of great uh, Canadian comedians. John Candy, uh, oh my goodness, I'm blanking on all their names, but uh, Catherine and Eugene were, were two of them as well. Um, and it's really great because Eugene Levy is doing his, his usual shtick, which he always does. It's been the same in SCTV, it was the same in American Pie, and it's kind of the same here. But uh, Catherine, wow, she's <laughs> really stepped up her game. Like, if you've seen her in Home Alone, you would think this is a completely different person. Mm-hmm. Like, she's uh, really adapted a whole new character, identity, speech pattern. Like, yep, it's really impressive. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really blown away by her. Yeah, and I first heard about it coming out through CBC, and I thought, this is really cool. It's made in Canada. Mm-hmm. We're pretty sure we've driven by <laughs> fields or at least been in the vicinity oh, yeah. of where this is filmed. It looks like a typical Ontario rural area. I swear it's like Oxbridge or something. <laughs> yeah, uh, so that's kind of neat. And I was recently reading some articles, and it's uh, shown on an American... Uh, network, I think it's called like Pop TV or something. Nice. Uh, Is so, it doing well? Yeah, so the Americans are really excited to see it back too. Huh. And they just, um, the way they put it is that people like to have this like small show that they watch and know is really great and meet people who've also seen it that think it's really great rather than have it be this huge thing that a big network is trying to produce and have it just be so like blown up and not really meet its expectations. Like Dan Levy was saying, it's nice to have our kind of small community of people that really enjoy our show and build it from there. So it's got an American network. It's got a Canadian network. Hmm. Not not bad. No, you make a good point because, like, there were a lot of uh, small comedy shows, like Arrested Development is an example, too. Like, that wasn't that wasn't a huge success, but there were a lot of people who watched it and loved it a lot, enough mm-hmm. to make it come back, right? Well, it's sort of like Family Guy in the beginning, but that certainly has blown up. So I, I do see that appeal. I do find that interesting. I also find it interesting that people were, uh, might be fascinated in the States by this Canadian show. I mean, I guess they've seen the two main actors. Like I said, Home Alone, American Pie. Those are those are American movies. Those aren't Canadian movies. Yes. Yeah. Obviously, American Pie. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dan Levy has done some things too so i think people might recognize oh yeah him apparently he used to have a show where he would just bash celebrities we just (laughs) saw him randomly in another tv show uh and it kind of blew our mind (laughs) he was uh some guide for uh, academic tours yeah (sighs) oh that was tina Fey show right 30 rock oh i think it was on 30 rock oh it might have been yep yeah, I think he was one of the guys. Mm-hmm. Although Plaza was also in that role. Aubrey Plaza did a guide for one of the episodes. Anyway, that's not exciting. Let's talk a little bit about the interesting dynamic of Eugene Levy working with his son and making this project together. And he's also got mm-hmm. his daughter as a bit role. Yep. Uh, shows up every once in a while. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, it must be fun to 
to work together and create something like that. Like, I know sometimes, like obviously as a teenager, <laughs> you kind of are like, I never want to work with my parents. Like,、yeah. I never want to be in that close quarters. Yeah. Doing that, but then kind of creating that and getting Catherine O'Hara on board and this Annie Murphy, and they they really work well. Yes, and I, I mean, I would originally think that this was a project that. Uh, Catherine O'Hara and Eugene started and wanted to do, but I'm guessing it's more the Levies came well, up with the project, and、yeah. Eugene's like, "Hey, Catherine, you you'd be perfect for this role." Yes, because it's it's co-created by the Levies. Oh, okay. Yeah, perfect. Well,、mm-hmm. That makes sense. But yeah, I just can't. I mean, that's it's just it's interesting to me.、Um, I mean, although Eugene Levy is, I mean, he's a big big name in Canada. I don't know if other people would consider him like superstar power, but I would say he's probably the star of the show. He's probably what's the、mm-hmm. initial generating. Oh, interest! It's got that guy. That guy. You know that guy. Well, certainly, whenever you see him, you're like eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> He does have distinct <laughs> eyebrows for sure.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. It's a cool show.、Um, Makes me laugh. It does make you laugh, and、uh, it's very subtle and very Canadian. Uh, I don't know how to describe that. It's not like they're getting <laughs> coffee and there's beavers and hockey or anything, but it's that it's that slower pace, just slow conversation. That I don't know. There's something very Canadian about it, and I can see why a lot of people wouldn't like this show. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a I very <laughs> it's a very different bit of humor. Yeah, than most people are probably used to.、Um, and pacing too. Yes, kind of kind of slow. It is, and they've taken their time in two seasons to really develop like the town and the people in it, and what they're like and what they do. And I think they'll explore a little, kind of develop the characters more、mm-hmm. over the next season. Yeah, or so, more. Looking forward to more of that. Yeah. So I forget when season two came out, but season three will come out on Netflix probably like next September. <laughs> okay, I'll wait for that. Yeah. Cool. So that should probably wrap up our show. So I'll throw out the email: ordinarydaypodcast at gmail dot com. Ordinarydaypodcast at gmail dot com. I think I said it right.、Uh, if you're watching Shit's Creek, hey, tell us something about it. What do you think?、Uh, any other comments on our fun stories today? I'd love to hear about it too. Keep the discussion going. Yes, and as always, we'd like to plug Field Processor for our music, and I think it's still fair to say that they have a podcast out recently within the last two weeks. Yep. yep. So you got to check that out. Well, we've only been sending them out pretty much quarterly now. There was a time we were doing them monthly. Yes, I got a bit busy. <laughs> But、uh, I don't know. We've really been taking our time with with the stuff. We're doing weekly live shows, so that's that's our. That's our. If you want a lot of content, there is more content available. But yeah, shows are highly polished. Please check them out. Fieldprocessor.com. You can subscribe on iTunes and Google, any of your little devices. Lots of options.、Mm-hmm. Same with the show. So, until next time, take one more for the road. <laughs>